0: Yeah, yes, and we're back on a very special rainy Sunday World Cup Sunday post Thanksgiving weekend, Um, another edition episode of the Soccer Dad Pod. Um, It's been a minute since we've done one. Obviously, the holidays got in the way, Uh, World Cup games got in the way, Um, a million different reasons to... Not have one recently, so we decided call an emergency meeting, and it's time to put some of our nonsense back on tape. So, without further ado, I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, two, two carpool co-hosts today. We have the Zach Lewis, a.k.a. Grady's dad. Hello, hello. And uh, the infamous episode uno, Eddie Chavez, is back. Hola, hola. How you doing,
1: Eddie? Doing great.
0: How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Good. We um, uh, This is kind of like a modified, a little bit of planning, not a lot of planning, kind of called an audible this morning, sent, sent a text around, and uh, Eddie was literally sitting in his car, probably looking at shit he shouldn't be looking at. No, I was not watching mm. porn this time. <laughs> or. I just pulled up, rolled the window down, said, hey, get in, we need a third. So he's like, hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, we are at the uh, one of my favorite places. Uh, we were here the other night with Mr. Ed Gedemeyer. We're at Urban Chestnut Brewery in Midtown. Um, let's start there. Zach, what's uh, on a Sunday after
2: probably, what, Many. Five, five days worth of... I, I was telling Eddie before we started recording that this is day six, I believe, of something going on where libations are are flowing yeah so i uh resorted to a new tactic i'm going with the uh, bushel head cider oh, a little light I, i've got a I, I have
0: issues with cider in the wintertime and stouts in the summertime yeah we,
2: we covered that yeah before i and i i feel i feel the same with you on 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 stouts <laughs> yeah. in the summer i don't i don't go there but cider Ooh. i think when you a nice cold Blustery, wet day. This has got a little cinnamon, a little spice to it. It's good.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is cider is like when you have had days of eating your face off and <laughs> drinking copious amounts of booze to, to, to handle the holidays, uh, cider's just a little light, bubbly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah.
2: Uh, hair of the dog. But it also doesn't go down quite as fast. No. Yeah. So it's good for you. I mean, water's better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> water's better. I, w- I was drinking. I was drinking water, but uh, the name is tequila. <laughs> uh. This
2: water has a
0: weird smell to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, uh, Eddie, how was your Thanksgiving, man?
1: It was great. Uh, very much. We didn't do much, other than that. I was making my tamales.
0: I saw that. Yeah, you sent us a photo. You trying to
2: rub it in? Sent us photos, but not. Yeah, tamales. but
1: hold on. I have to say it, didn't come out right. Oh, no. No. I mean, they were okay, but not good. Not what I was expecting. You were disappointed. I was disappointed,
0: yes. So what would have happened if you would have served those to your mom?
1: A picture she would probably smack in my face. Was that bad? It wasn't like, honey, you forgot salt. No, 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 no. I think I don't want to put it on... Or I, w- I don't want to wash my hands, but I think it was more on that uh, corn powder, cornmeal, cornmeal. <laughs> cornmeal. It was not where I needs to be, okay. And I on my side, I don't think I added too much water or more water enough to to come out the perfect wise. Mm.
0: Did your uh, did your kids eat it? We eat it. We all eat it. Yes. Did Kike look at you sideways like, Dad? You blew this.
1: No, no. <laughs> more my cousin. he was like, uh, oh no uh, <laughs> but a good thing that we don't have people over That will be sucks well
0: we're going we're going to hold your feet to the fire uh, when you do get it right, you're supposed to bring it to us for a taste testing you know I the, will but I want that you
1: guys trust me that I made it, and you don't think like, ah, you probably stop it and buy it somewhere because be no it'd be worthless to bring it
0: I will live stream it. We'll make sure we'll fa- we'll have you Facetime us, you know, and then oh, that'd be great. bring it. What to we practice. need
2: is a video of you making them, much like spraying the concrete and the gunite in your pools.
0: Oh, you see that last video? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me. I can't believe I didn't do that. So let's do that real quick. Uh, for those of you that have that are listening, uh, please don't forget to give us a follow. And every now and then, when we have guests like Eddie today. We like to make sure that they are uh, fairly represented. Um, you know, we want to tout what the, the, what they do. And in the first episode, we tried to tell as many soccer moms as possible, you put pools in backyards, right? Correct. So, for you soccer moms listening, and you know, you know you're know, you there, uh, if you need a pool, Eddie's your guy. Uh, let me know. Give him a call. Um, so, a couple things to... Um, had, had different debates over the last few days, Thanksgiving-related. Um, one one that came up twice was uh, Thanksgiving food itself. Sure. Uh, specifically, uh, and I'm and probably going to lose some fans here, uh, I think Thanksgiving food is kind of shitty. I'm n- not a fan. Uh, the turkey, the dressing, I, it's
1: just...
2: The food is not my favorite part.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad you're here. I agree with Zach, um, and do not get me wrong for any any means. The only reason why I like Thanksgiving is because you get to be with your family, right. like on the same house for more than a couple hours. I agree about the food. I think it on everybody's taste. I think turkey recipe is too dry. It's too too boring. It's like yeah, and this 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 Too much whole, dry meat.
2: I, yeah, I agree. And if you don't season your mashed potatoes, don't put them out. And if you yeah. don't put a ton of garlic and butter, I don't want them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing. Like, it's it's literally like uh, it, it, this was after. Uh, let's see here: Fireball, then red wine, then Jameson. We had this discussion the other day, um, <laughs> so it made a lot of sense at the time. The, the highlight was if Thanksgiving food, uh, the 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 staples, yeah, were so good. If they were something that you know everybody would agree is amazing food, why are there not Thanksgiving restaurants year round? Why are th- why are there not multiple opportunities to make a meal in which turkey and dressing
2: and you know what I'm saying? Like it's a good point, but it's also people go to extreme lengths. Of time to prepare these meals. I mean, for them to be. Deep fried turkeys are
0: 45 minutes
2: anymore. Yeah.
0: You do that? You do deep fried?
2: My preferred method, and this is going to be controversial, is spatch cocking.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm curious. I have a horrible image in my head, but
2: uh, (laughs) spatch spatch cocking is a French method where you literally slice down the back of the bird break open its okay. spine and smash it down so you have an even cooking surface as opposed to a full bird that cooks unevenly throughout you know, the time Yeah. so you spatchcock it insert with a, a syringe like device, melted butter little garlic in it yeah, but- rub it down, grill it I do it with, with root vegetables on the same tray so sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, onions, uh, whatever you want to throw in there. A little bit of bacon. Put that on the on the grill. Smoke it for an hour.
0: So my question is this: oh. Is it still turkey?
2: Yeah. Okay, then I'm out. Like I just think ter- I, but, but turkey. But again, I, I I with you. I'm with you. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you can't just throw turkey in the microwave. It,
0: it's the best of the worst options. Is that what you're saying? As far yeah. as like preparation yeah. goes? Yeah. What about cold cuts? Cold cuts. Cold cuts, like like deli meat. Well, okay.
1: What's cold cuts? I never... Like like sliced sliced ham, sliced uh, turkey. Do you eat sliced turkey? I do. do. We do all That's what I do for my boys for school when I Mm -hmm. make a sandwich or something.
2: That's our go-to for for deli meat is, is sliced turkey. We put it in salads or a sandwich.
0: See I think that fact I most households are probably fairly similar in that like, regard right? I don't think so given so the doesn't price of
2: turkey right now. So doesn't
0: that automatically like put turkey at the bottom of the meat food chain? And so why put it on such a pedestal for such an important day? I don't get it. I, I mean I Listen, get I can't it. I can argue
2: with you. I, I mean I I I I am with you. I don't like I don't like what Eddie said. I don't like dry well, tasteless meat and sometimes when you with all these families
1: that I know that they live here for Thanksgiving not a one none they buy a turkey for their holiday right it's all Mexican food yeah we have a really good dishes yeah that they go so well and it's so popular that probably every single Hispanic family have it the night pozole tamales and tacos sure sounds good and i mean i would rather and the tacos they usually make a variety of four or five different meats adobada mm-hmm. asada chorizo and steak i don't want to sound disgusting but head yeah head cheese yes That's, yeah it's tacos of different meats yeah when you have a like a flat you know <clears throat> where you cook all of them and you just put your tortillas in and you have the different sauces, mild, hot and spicy, cilantro and onions, lime juice, everybody's happy. Are you a shredded cheese or no shredded cheese? No shredded cheese on our tacos. (laughs) No.
2: So one of the cool things we did this year for the first time um, is my cousins live in the south side of the city and they do and have for 10 years a sushi night the day after Thanksgiving so they slice up sashimi style tuna salmon shrimp they pre-make the rice they have the paper they have the rolling utensils and you come in and you make your own sushi rolls and that's a really nice non <laughs> turkey related food choice
0: yeah yeah the the leftover thing like i'll i'll acquiesce to uh leftover turkey off the big bird the bone the the chunky stuff uh primarily preferably if it's dark meat i don't like the white meat yeah uh but you know white bread mayo
2: american cheese slice and boom you guys white bread and miracle whip for me yeah and we kind of talked that last time but
0: so so one of the other things i mean you know we could debate food all day long, but the other thing that kind of was came up in a, a couple other conversations is the, the, the cardinal sin of family discussions, right, of uh, can't talk about uh, religion, can't talk about politics, specifically at holidays, um, and all of those came up at uh, the tables. We, we were surrounded uh, this past time, and I, 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 I avoided 95% of it just was not kind of in the mood. I was more in the soccer mood mm. with the games they were on. Mm. But I had a thought, and tell me what you guys think. In today's environment of uh, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, right, where everybody is, it's a pastime to argue on online, specifically about those things, those big, t- big things, do you think it could potentially be more healthy for families, for relationships within families to try to have those conversations face-to-face as opposed to knowing the positions the beliefs just digitally and then never really addressing the elephant in the room.
2: I guess I would follow that up with a question, which would be, have you ever seen anybody change their mind during one of those conversations?
0: No, but I feel there should be a certain amount of like, uh, own it. Uh, take equity in your, in your belief cycle. Because I mean families are really about uh, character and and, and, and uh, belief systems and respect, etc.
1: Right? I, I will say that probably I will in my opinion, I will probably not follow that conversation if I'm on someone else's house. I will respect that we are in their house sure. and according to the temp of the other guy. If guy know that he's a chilling guy and he's Reliable to talk yep. and not explode. Sure, you know you. You can start have the conversation, but if you know that that guy he's like a heat. As soon as you start bringing it up and something that he don't like, he's gonna ma- just avoid it. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you even know. if you wanna buy your tongue, and be like ah.
0: Well, it's just like there are so many instances in which these tables that we've all sat around our whole lives have kind of escalated in tension (laughs) given the current environment. Um, Just wondering at what point do we break the cycle and say, okay, look, let's have that conversation as opposed to let's just kind of disrespect each other from afar.
2: I think the big thing for me is a lot of people are coming into these Situations like a stretched balloon, meaning they are full, yeah, and they just need one little prick (laughs) to pop them. And unfortunately, uh, that happens more often. I think we need to figure out a way to release a little of that before we have those conversations.
0: Well, I mean, I did pour a fireball at 10 a.m. on that's what I mean. Like, I started
1: there, (laughs) (laughs) yep.
0: Well, all right, so let's let's move on a little bit here. Um, we are, as I mentioned a little earlier, we are sitting here at uh, Urban Chestnut Midtown having a couple of pints. The boys are over at training. On the screens, we have Ger- Germany and Espana. Um, first first round. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about the World Cup real quick, guys. Okay. Um, a couple of segments here. Number one, first segment is... Let's talk about the upsets, sure. First, you have Saudi Arabia overtaking Argentina in the first game. You had Japan over Germany. Uh, you, you then had uh, this morning. You had Costa Rica, who had lost seven nothing to uh, Spain. They they beat Japan. Um, Morocco just beat. Belgium second ranked team in the world.
2: Iran beat Wales. And I, I don't know if that's really considered an upset, but these are non these are games that were not supposed to go that way.
0: Correct. Yeah. So my, here's my question. Is the golden age of the superpowers are we witnessing it coming to an end in real time? Because this seems to be an unusually high amount of yeah, uh, underdog wins on paper.
2: I think I don't know if it's the that or if it's becoming there. there there's becoming more parity within some of these other nations that in history have not ever been able to really compete with the Germany, Spain's, Italy's, even of the world. Now you have coaches from these countries that are spreading out and creating academies within these other smaller nations and building style and approach around those successful programs. And so you've got nations like Morocco and Iran and even Saudi Arabia who are now able to compete when in the past that would have never happened. Japan. Yeah. So I don't think it's a a situation of those powerhouses are getting worse because France, Spain, Germany, still England, still have dominant teams correct it's just that I think that the leveling up has happened it's not quite there yet because you still have to win a lot of games one-off games as you can see with Japan it doesn't matter
0: well let's see uh, Canada today was officially knocked out they lost correct games and if you watch the first half Is of the sure? <clears throat> Canada Canada's
2: Canada Qatar uh, Iron. No, they're, they're, still, they're in. still in. Mathematically still in. Yeah, nobody's out in our group because... Because was,
0: we all kiss our sisters in that
2: group. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something today It said it was a cartoon and it had a, a, a guy in an American kit and a guy in an English kit. And he said, you know what? Who would have thought we could have ended this game as if we never played it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> zero, so, zero. So Canada's on their way home, huh? Yeah. Well, no, mean, they, they still have one more game.
0: They have, they They'll finish out the group, but... Uh, going into it, they were one of my early picks as an underdog that Same could here. go far. And Same here. You know, that first half of the uh, their first game, they were on fire, and they come out today, they score in 67 seconds or whatever yep. it was. Alfonso Nage. Couldn't keep up. Um, so kind of parlaying off of that, talking about the, the introduction of these new teams that are really starting to uh, shockwaves, uh, Jared, one of our normal co-hosts, he had he had brought up in a Twitter post um, talking about the, the lack of Italy in the World Cup. No Azuri, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it kind of like played in the back of my head <clears throat> because of you know what what we we were just touching on, kind of the development of all these other nations, etc. Um, you know, and I think about the youth development in particular globally. You know, the amount of kids that are playing the game, the amount of uh, training access they have, the uh, coaches uh, from established nations that have that are now expats in all these new regions and areas. You know, I just think I see it getting qualifying is going to get harder and harder and harder Mm -hmm. in all regions. I mean, look at CONCACAF. Right? Yep. <laughs> when Trinidad and Tobago, you know, the size of, what, Tower Grove Park? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, when when they can qualify. And, you know, Costa Rica isn't exactly a metropolis. No. Um, you know, and the same thing is happening in Europe right now. Um, I just think it's all up in the air. It is all up in the air.
1: And every single game is totally different. Totally different.
0: Well, how, how are you feeling right now about your... Uh, your El-Tree. alma
2: mater? El-Tree.
1: To be honest with you, and I think it's a lot of, on our community, we were not expecting much from Mexico. Let's be honest. We don't have the right, I would say probably it's 50 and 50. Our new players, they are not hungry for, for victory. And I think the coach has been make a few mistakes. And to not mistake about not bringing the right players. I mean, well, this I mean, is my opinion.
0: Yeah, Mexico seems to me it's, it's a huge team that that has such a legacy but is completely in transition right now. Yes. Okay. And, and the old guard doesn't want to let go. No. you know, And in this region, when you have a Canada doing what they're doing and how they're doing it and the way they're growing their team, uh, if, you know even the United States because clearly we we hit a rut I mean let's call it what it was you know not qualifying for the World Cup not qualifying for Olympics etc you know we've we've purged the vast majority of kind of the old guard per se yeah um, you know you look at our young talent um, you know the top 18 players 16 are in Europe playing in top divisions you know and, that, and that's making a difference
1: right. Same over here. This is how we feel. Why he didn't bring players that they are more competitive to the level where they are. And, and example, I know he did a great play on the first game, and I'm going to pick on Ochoa. Mm-hmm. But I think in my opinion, and not only in my I think on, on a lot of Mexican people, we think that he should not be there.
0: Well, you know, he's he's a brand. Um, he, the sponsors love him.
1: And kudos to him. Because it's all about
0: money. You know, he, he made the save. Um, but I, I agree. At some point, the hardest thing to do is to let go, right? Yeah. You know, and especially in sport, because yeah. you feel so uh, obl- obliged to, um, y- y- you know, reward those that have given you know, on the field. But there, there comes a point where you got to cut ties. Yes.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if the, I don't know if Ochoa is the <clears throat> scapegoat, but I understand what you're saying, and I think the U.S. has suffered from that m- many times in the past. We don't have that this year, I mean, Bradley. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Bradley. Yeah, Michael Bradley <clears throat> specifically. I, I, I'm sure he's a, a wonderful human being, but I, I, I never got that.
0: Right. No, you know, and it's, you know, it's one of one of my note topics here is actually um, two games in two ties, two ties against quality teams, especially England in particular. Uh, but Adams as the captain, you know, because it was the, the, the big uh, debate issue. I mean, it wasn't really as loud as I thought it would be whenever he was announced uh, given the captaincy. Uh, because clearly everybody thought it was going to be Pulisic, but it wasn't. They went with the another young um, And on the field, you know, you tell me your opinion. I think he's been, if not the best player, definitely the second best
2: player for us in well, the two games. Without, without a doubt. I mean, there's nobody who's been <laughs> as consistent on and off the ball, controlling the tempo out of the back.
0: Well, I would put one other name in there and this is just not me being a homer. I think Tim Rehm has played
2: fantastic. Tim Ream play. has been solid. Absolutely solid. But he's not he doesn't have that inspirational characteristic that that Adams brings to the game. He's a solid guy that you want to look to.
0: Have you seen the ponytail though?
2: I, I have. It's awesome. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> but Tyler Adams tackles and it just he has just really, really stood out to me. And Aaronson again to me is is one that I I'm, I'm kind of surprised talking about coaching that he hasn't been in the mix uh, yeah. earlier in these games. No, I'm baffled with that and with Reina. Well, now,
0: if he if he is in fact healthy, you know, and you are you're on the biggest stage, yeah, you need to win at some point. You got to win a
2: game. Yeah, should we bring up Winalda? <clears throat> See how how controversial we can get on that deal. Well, I missed that. He, he came out and said that. He's hearing from sources inside the U.S. that Reina was never hurt and that Bearhalter said he was hurt because they were having an inner conflict and he got the rest of the team to kind of buy off on the idea that we're going to tell people Reina's mm, hurt. Geez. Now that's coming from Winalda, who's trying to become yeah. the president of the U.S. Soccer Association. So,
0: Well, did you see what happened this morning? Um, <laughs> somebody at USSF... Uh, in uh, anticipation of the Iran game, they put oh, some yeah. social media posts out there, and what they did was they took the Iranian logo and they whited it out on the flag. So in the post, instead of it having their the, the national Islamic logo, State. the Islamic State logo in the middle of the flag, right. they whited it out in, quote, solidarity with protesters <laughs> in Iran.
2: But nobody, nobody signed off on that. Apparently, well, the federation came out and said we did not. Yeah, it was the intern. It was the person running the social media and the the Photoshop. But so
0: one other thing is stat that I saw um, the game on Friday, twenty million viewers. It's huge. Twenty million on just a group play. Now, mind you, clearly it's Black Friday and everybody's on vacation, but. I knew it was going to be big, but I didn't think it was going to be that big. Yeah. You know, and here's the crazy thing. Uh, I, if I am re- recollect properly here is 15.6 million English language and 4.4 million Telemundo. Uh, really? Domestic Telemundo wow. on, on the feed. Wow. So, you know, it's the, it, s- it says two things. Number one, it's a big game. Number two... The, the diversity in viewership is, is accelerating at a pace, you know, that I don't, I don't think anybody of us could have imagined,
2: right? Yeah. No, but it's great to
1: see. <clears throat> Yesterday, Mexico had the opportunity on the first <clears throat> half. They did. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Argentina was playing intense, uh, mm-hmm. too tight Yeah. in the first half. And, and as soon as the second half, like five minutes later, I even told my cousin, I said, Argentina, it's on right now. They are pushing right now. They are pressing. There they are. Five minutes later, first goal. Yeah. yeah. I
2: I scared my youngest son and both of my dogs with a violent outburst of golazzo when Messi struck that.
1: Yeah, and there were <laughs> two goals,
2: goal. though. Beautiful goals. They were beautiful goals. Yes. We haven't had a lot of really pure... Other than Richarlson and, and maybe even Davies this morning. Well, the Japanese. Uh, oh, those were yeah, <clears throat> against they Germany. They won from
1: Brazil. It was a good goal. Yeah, too. Richarlson. Yes.
2: The oh, scissor kick. Yes. Yes. That was, I mean.
0: Well, and the thing is about that goal, if you, you know, go back and watch it. Go on YouTube, people. If you're listening to this, the um, Richarlison's, the second goal of that uh, game, he completely intended to do what he did. Oh, absolutely. Because when that ball came rocketing across he specifically scooped it up across yes. his backside and it's like that's that's
1: not normal <laughs> no. like most and you know what that's the way that he played futsal oh yeah the way he just scooped it up well you think about when we
2: had Claudio on He talked yeah. about how in Brazil they they don't go out and play on a normal pitch a lot of their early training is in on courts yeah tight tight spaces very quick very quick and you know, Rashadson showed it. Yep. I, mean, I, I I'm hopeful that Neymar can come back in in the uh, knockout stage because they're going to need him. But they were fun to watch.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I they going into the tournament they they were my pick. Uh, you know, because when you look at the roster, you're like, damn, you know that's <laughs> yeah. really stacked. And then during the game, it became completely evident that you watch them move the ball around the field, and then you look at the uh, Tiago Silva, in particular, in the back, you know, he is there. Tim Reem. <laughs> I mean, he's he's pretty good. I mean, he's yeah. a little bit better, uh, but you know, you start to ask yourself, where's the gap? Where's the hole in that lineup? Where's the hole in their system? Where's the hole in their bench? And the answer is, there is not one. There <laughs> so, Yep. So I think right now, you you know, having watched all the players, big players play at least one minimum one, if not two games so far, myself. You know, Brazil is – I just – I don't see anybody stopping them. France. They can slow them down a little bit, but I don't think they can stop them.
2: I I think France will lull them to sleep and keep enough in their way to where they will not be able to move the ball that way. And then the second they make a mistake, France has enough to just counter. And then once they've created that that initial – break they can open the field up and they can just dominate
0: well the only but the thing is with brazil right now that this team you everybody wants to talk about neymar everybody wants to talk about the 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 plethora of tens that they have but let's let's if you're really objective looking at that team their strength is that back line
2: yeah i agree
0: and it's you know that and historically when Brazil was on the mega runs, you know, in the 60s, 70s, uh, and most recently with like the original Ronaldo, everybody talks about the number 10s, but their defense was the best in the world, yep. and that's where they're at right now. Yep. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things, um, which... Another note that I had here and kind of things that I wanted to bring up, and it kind of ties in a little bit of all that. You know, you talk about France, uh, because when you look at France's lineup, France is uh, a heavily uh, uh, immigrant-based team. Right. A lot of foreign African. Yes. And it made me think of, remember in the summertime, whenever Mourinho came out, and he suggested to FIFA that he should that, that FIFA should start stopping the transfer of players from Africa in particular in order to give Africa a chance to develop and compete yep. against the European nations. Yep. So as good as the African teams are doing right now, think about all the players that are utilizing pretty soft immigration rules. Um True. to to gain citizenship for France in particular, um, you know. Uh, l- look at look at Canada. Look at Germany. You know, look at any of the powerhouses. US, the U.S. The U.S. Right? Or oh, these these nations that can afford to do are really pillaging <laughs> the <laughs> these these other nations. You know, what what's is Mourinho right? Should FIFA step in? Should the rules be altered so that some of these burgeoning nations aren't bleeding off all the top talent all the time? Because it's getting a little ridiculous at this point.
2: It is, but I, to what end? I, I mean, if if you do that, are you discouraging the talent development in some of those those nations? Because the stage, the money that's what it comes down to right i mean if you've got a player who's coming out of senegal who can get french status Ooh, uh, big mistake and Ooh. and potentially get world stage <clears throat> attention or yeah.
0: not no i get it <laughs> I, I i don't know i think i don't think there's actually a way to stop it um but when you do look at the, the, the African nations in particular and what the t- rosters would look like if all these expats were... Oh, it would be
2: great. I mean, I, I, listen, as a... I'm not a purist, but it would be great to see that, especially as somebody <laughs> like sitting in this group right here, three parents of three boys born and raised in the United States whose potential of spot could be taken by someone who you know, benefits from that, that system. Yeah. Selfishly, it'd be great. But I also understand that if I was in the opposite situation, I would love for the opportunity for my kid to go play in, in France or in Spain or Germany or the U S or Canada, you know, if if it was a better opportunity for my son, I would push for it. So that's why I I don't have a, a strong yeah, no, it's, feeling either way. I no,
0: I, I only really kind of brought it brought it up because it's just like all of these things are really intertwined anymore. When you look at uh, the 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 upsets, the underdogs, yep. the development, the transfer of these uh, you know th- th- third third world you know players that are going to first world powerhouses, you know that is accelerating. I and mean, it just seems like if FIFA doesn't get some of this under control. Uh, it's going to look as if it's, you know, 21st century, 22nd century pillaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these nations, they deserve the opportunity to truly compete and, and not lose the talent that way either. I mean, that's just my two cents on that one. Eddie, what do you think?
1: I agree with you. I think you're totally right.
0: Do you think Do you think loyalty is a loss or is it just about the money?
1: No, I don't think it's about the money.
0: You think they just want to go and play for a better nation? That's it. Yeah, man, that's. Uh,
1: I you know it is. It's the world we live in right now, right? It is. I mean, it is. Like like you said. I mean, and ask you that question yourself, right? What, what about would you do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. If some, yeah.
1: if someone, I don't know, and it's probably. If someone will call us, any of us, someone from Spain, sure. Hey, we watch you, kid. We love the way he play. We can see potential on it. We want our team. Yeah, you will not even think about it. You would said, "When we packing,
0: let's go." <laughs> well, no, I would, I would, I would call my boy and say. Brush up on your Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it's Guess quite. what you get for Christmas? Duolingo.
2: <laughs> there you go. I mean, <laughs> that's what I think. And it, it, it doesn't only include the money. Now, that's yeah. obviously a, a lagging measure if there's success. But it's more about the opportunity. Yeah. It's the environment. It's the training. It's yeah. everything around that quality.
1: Uh, uh, not to change conversation, but what do you go boys think about this trip coming up in san diego no oh. mine are, mine's stoked oh
0: yeah no these because they want the eyeballs thank Absolutely. you it's the experience yeah
1: that's what and my son it's all he talks about yeah you know he's yeah. like i i just want to be prepared because just to know that who we going to play and who's going to be around the game
2: well and it's also about showing up in big games too and this, so I read the paper this morning that CBC won state championship last night against a team from Lee Summit. Yeah. Jeremiah Love, senior, running back slash receiver, had five touchdowns last night in a state championship game. He's already committed to Notre Dame.
0: See what, I, what those I, eyeballs? I mean, <clears throat> that,
2: that showing up in that type of game and having that type of impact. Yeah, what I would
0: love is these uh, CBC cadets, right? Yep, I would love to see them play my East Side
2: East St. Louis High. They, they did. They went. They did in the first game of the season and they lost to Eastside. Side. Yeah, did, did you saw the
0: Twitter photo of the <laughs> <Yeah>. east, <laughs> the, the state championship where the uh, offensive line was standing next to the guys they were about to play, and yeah. it's like <laughs> eight inches. Look yeah well but
2: but you know future guest uh justin gage is the receivers coach for the cadets and so they won their second state title in a row i believe and um but he's also you know a missouri hall of fame athlete in football and played basketball and his son played soccer with us for a while and now his daughter is still playing and so I like the idea when the World Cup comes around. It's always an opportunity to get some non-soccer yep. people to engage in at least some conversation yep. about the game. And a lot of it still, still to this day, about scoring. Wow, there's just zeros, nil, nil. I go, you know, but think about that. Think about the fact that in football or basketball or baseball, a touchdown is a big deal. But you know, it's probably not the only one. There's going to be more. Yeah. Or you can, you know, kick a field goal, basketball. A one-one game would never happen in today's game. Baseball. That's very rare,
0: except for you seven. But yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: the first year uh, kid pitch. Oh my god. All right. But I just I want to say one more thing. I just think that it's so important to illustrate how magnificent it is when a goal is scored at that level they are rare
0: well you know we've had these conversations with non-soccer people right that uh tend to diminish the game because of the low scoring 90 minutes of nothing and what's the point and all these things you know and i I i've kind of given up on 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 the educational argument anymore because it's like look, you just don't get it there's a reason you know the amazing thing is in a sport in which 0-0-0 zero, 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 zero is not atypical, uh, one one et cetera, and, and there's no overtime and all these other things that come into play, ask yourself why is it still the largest sport in the world? You know, there, there's a reason. Yep. You know, and it, yeah. it's not easy. It is exactly. not easy at all. Exactly. You know, I, I would love any one of those guys place the ball from twenty out and here hit the crossbar. Yeah, Have I know fun. we're up
2: on a break, but I I, I want to tease up a. a conversation topic which is flopping flopping oh yeah I, I, we gotta talk about it like pancake oh god yeah <laughs> Right.
0: here's what we're gonna do we're gonna roll out Eddie don't go anywhere Zach thank you um, take a listen to this quick break give us a follow and uh, if you would like to be a supporter uh, shoot us an email uh, we are Soccer Pod at gaslightstl.com And we're gonna roll out here. We'll be back with some more banter in just a second. Hey everyone, JB here with the Soccer Dad Pod. This break is intended to be both informative and an opportunity. Little did you know that we are accepting sponsors, really. And as a sponsor of the show, you would get to talk to a demographic primarily consisting of parents, some soccer fans, and most definitely drinkers. Consider this an opportunity to let our listeners and social media followers know what it is you do and why you deserve some of their money. If interested in this incredible opportunity, just email us at soccerdadpod at gaslightstl.com. Now... Back to the mindless banter. One, two, three, four. There you go. You like no goal. American music. I like All right.
1: That's
0: good. Back. No goal. That's not good. We are back from our little break. Got a couple refills going here. I've got Zach Lewis. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Mr. Eddie Chavez today, Carpo co-host. We're down here at Urban Chestnut in Midtown, drinking some cold yellow beers, waiting for our boys to uh, train and finish (laughs) so we can (laughs) get them and have our Sunday back. Um, We're down here watching uh, Little World Cup, chatting soccer, chatting turkey, all those other things. Um, Germany was just... uh, just scored and then called back. Offsides was it? Oh, it was offsides? Yes. Yeah, on
1: a on a free kick. Yeah, oh gosh.
0: Does it seem like there's in, just an insane amount of goals being called back these days? Uh, uh yeah. yes.
1: Just morning on Canada. Yep. Yeah. There was one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the uh,
0: Morocco game. There was the one early. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just they're piling up. Um. So I had I. We're rolling back in here. I know we're just kind of freestyling a little bit today. Kind of a post Thanksgiving catch up. Uh you mentioned you had a topic, uh, Zach. Go
2: yeah, on. I just I, I feel we, we we started talking about this a little bit, but I, I feel like a soccer apologist a lot around this time of year. Yes. Meaning I had to explain why I like it and why I put myself through watching a ninety minute match that could end in
0: no goals with yep. no
2: goals and one of the topics that always comes up right after low scoring is these guys that you know get a, a bump on the hip and go down as if they've been shot in the back yeah and roll around on the ground for an hour and raise their hands and cover their face and and it's the way i've always explained it not giving any credence to the acting on on the field is that because of the way the rolling clock works, there are no timeouts in soccer. There, there is no way to stop what's going on other than, you know, a, a, a ball going out of bounds or a free kick or a foul. And so that's one thing. The other is one way to score a goal in a low scoring game is to get fouled in the penalty box which yeah and so I, <clears throat> again i'm not giving credence or saying it's okay because i can't i can't stand it i hate it i hate it it happened yesterday in the argentina mexico game dude went down right outside the box grabbed his face instantly no one touched Touch
1: him him i know and I know exactly what you're talking about. I watched the entire game. I even told my cousin and I said, "I hate this shit. Uh-huh. Why yeah. are you faking it, something? Would you not even be in touch? In my opinion, FIFA should be pull it up a red. Yeah,
0: no, I w- oh, so cards, I think, are going to be subjective at the time, sure, right. I think what FIFA should do is jack up the fines. Just automatic because they, they do, they go back, they, they review the film on every single game oh, absolutely. when it's done. And I think they should add into that protocol when it's clearly like embellishment, that embarrassing kind that we're, that we're talking about now. Start finding them. Find the national associations, whatever it is, 10 grand per, yep. you know, fake or whatever. Fake. And, and I think that, you know, Here's my thing, too, with that, you know, the apologists, right, is is that basketball players do it all the time. Agreed. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, You stand there for a block or you go up
2: for yeah. a layup. And you know like, what's
1: the other thing that I hate? What's that? When your team is winning and they kill time.
2: I, again, I not as an apologist, but I understand why it's done on all those fronts. I understand why you fake... Getting hit in the face. I understand why you kill the clock. It doesn't make me like it.
0: Well, here's the other thing too. You know, you figure of a ninety-minute game, you're really talking about a hundred minutes of play on average, right? Yeah. With with uh, added time, in a hundred minutes of play, how many times do you see the the the, the fake roll, the fake face grab, etc.? I mean, you, you, realistically, you're only talking about. Once or twice a game sure. maybe three or four if it's Brazil
2: if it's Brazil more
0: than more than that yeah. which which is kind of like or Colombia oh my God <laughs> why you know and the thing is like it's predominantly like concacaf South American teams that I, I don't I don't get it
2: I did make an anecdotal statement like that to my son yesterday and 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 Mexico is not South American but it is a Latin American country do you Feel that it is somewhat regional for the the dives and the rolling is that is that a, a Latin American thing or do you think that's it, global? It's, it, it just I think hyper it's global focused in Brazil.
1: I think it's global.
0: I, it just seems to be way more pronounced with uh, again Concacaf uh, South American teams in particular. You you, you you don't see, or you, you don't tend to make fun of, say, a Germany, right? You don't make fun of a Germany. Or Germany in particular doesn't have this shtick of being known for rolling around and grabbing their faces. Uh, Croatia, Serbia, all these other, like, k- kind of traditional Central European teams, right? Yeah. I
2: think we should do a study on that. I think uh, before we go into anecdotal research, I think we should do a little digging in that and see are you saying our
0: word isn't enough no no No, if i if i if i said (laughs) croatians on average roll around less than brazilians you would i think that's a great hypothesis that we need to you know i'll put a thousand bucks on it (laughs) i mean have you seen Kovacic's face like (laughs) He doesn't look like the kind of guy that's going to roll around. No,
2: Kovacic and Modric. I mean, th- th- <laughs> we didn't get into that earlier, but, man, I just love watching. I know, you, JB, you and I have talked about this as a as a Chelsea fan. Kovacic is yeah. solid. I mean, just, just fun to watch.
0: Well, you know, going into the game today, Beckett, Beckett and I were talking about the game early on because uh, Canada was up, and he's like, Ah oh, Croatia, what have they done lately? And everybody forgets they were in the final Heck yeah. last World Cup. And then when you look at that team in particular, and you look at their their ten and their six, they're two best friends. They grew up together, and yep. it's Luka Modric and Kovacic. And you have Perisic too. I yeah, mean,
2: they're not. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: phenomenal. So Eddie, um, the, the after this these first uh, rounds of games here, who do you like? France.
1: You like France? Yes. What do you like? What, what, in in particular, why? I think they have a really sp- good and a speed player, Mape. Oh yeah. He's fast. And I can see in his mind that he don't really care if he's got a foul, he just go for it and try to score.
0: I do you know what? I love that about him. Yep. He is he is the antithesis of Neymar. Like if he if he sees an opportunity, he's gonna fight for yes. it. Yes. He's not gonna go down. Uh if he goes down typically it's because
1: he's been fouled. He's been fouled. Yeah. And what I what I'm saying that it's because the last game who he played, I don't remember. Um uh the France's first round.
0: Oh my god. Was it hold on one second. I'll find out. Um groups Wow,
2: I can't
0: Yeah, no, France, Australia, Denmark. Uh Denmark. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Denmark?
1: No, no, they played Denmark. Denmark yesterday.
0: No, they no, they played them because
1: Mexico played Denmark, uh, Dinamarca.
0: Yeah, their next game is versus Tunisia. Their last game was versus Denmark. They won two to one. Uh, First game oh, Australia. Tunisia or Tunisia? Yeah. Oh no no no, Australia.
2: Yeah, Australia. Oh, yeah, one. sorry. They played Australia and then they played Denmark yesterday. And then they play uh, Tunisia Australia. last. Tu- yeah, Tunisia. No. They play Australia next. No,
1: Tunisia. <laughs> we were, t- well, we're talking in anyway, circles here. We are. We are. Sorry. The way they play, it's just like they didn't play calm, but they were, the intensity, they didn't lower down. It was the same the entire game. Yep. And Mappe with his speed, it's just, I don't know. It, it's just, I see potential on the whole team. Well, and I like, wouldn't be surprised if they are, I'm not saying I hope they win, but Debbie probably in the in the semis.
0: Well, real quick then, let's. Uh, this is a an Mbappe's uh, current teammate at PSG. News broke this morning that it looks like the there's a deal that is about to be had or inked or has been inked that will bring Messi after this year to inter Miami. The with summer with Beckham.
2: And and not only that, Busquets. Yep. Yep. Really. Both. So Busquets and Messi to Inter-Miami starting this summer.
0: Yeah, so that means <laughs> come late summer, fall, uh, inter Miami's traveling around. Um, With Messi and Busquets. If City gets Miami on the schedule, because they would be in the Eastern Conference, so it wouldn't be in the same conference. Correct. But we have the potential of, if it happens to be a home game, for Messi and Busquets to be playing here next fall
1: you kidding. No. Yeah. Just or
0: kidding.
2: if that doesn't happen, I hope the uh, the ownership fights for a early season 2024 game. Yeah. Because I think he'll be there for more than one year. Well, he's only 35. Right. Who? Messi. Messi. Yeah. So,
0: realistically, I mean, he's uh, arguably going to take less of a beating in MLS. Um, just... Due to the fall off, realistically, uh, and plus the lack of games, you know, because I, when he's playing in Europe on the teams that he's been on, uh, between domestic Champions cup, UL, Champions yeah. League, everything else, I mean, you you're talking minimum average of two games a week, if not more, especially during uh, pool play. Um, he's going to come here, and that's not going to be the case. It'll be one to two max a week.
2: Well, they did set it Wednesdays and Saturdays. Yeah. MLS schedule for 2023 is Wednesdays and Saturdays only.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. But I've got mixed feelings about the signing. And I understand the signing. If you have an opportunity to bring Messi into the league, to promote the league, to sell seats, to sell jerseys, he's going to do all that. Yep. But we've been doing this since the Beckham experiment, you know, first go of... Catching all of these high-profile players significantly in their past due years, you know, and it's it's starting to get to the point where it's it's almost cliched, you know. When you see these deals, is it cool? Sure, it's cool. Is it good for the league? I don't know. I think that's a debatable topic.
1: Mm.
2: I don't. I mean, you, you you have the Ibrahimovic of the world who had some success. Wayne Rooney. Thierry Henry uh, I don't know I think it's I think it's good I think any exposure in a positive light for the league is good I just think that if they're gonna open up the, the coffers for a Messi at that amount and they haven't announced the, the dollar amount well then I, why not try to go after somebody of that maybe not that ilk but somebody in that that realm and and, and from a European from an American standpoint yeah. Get a Pulisic. Get a McKinney. You know.
0: Well, but they're all going the other way. I know. They all want to like, be in Europe. I get that, <clears throat> but. I, it, it's a catch 22. I totally I, get it. I, you know, and I think that the, the altered schedule, you know, playing <clears throat> opposite Europe is, comes into play, all these other things. Um, I just can't wait for there to be a time in which the, the blockbuster signing, the kid is 25.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not thirty five. Well, why? Why? Why not have the MLS and in, 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 maybe even. I don't know. I just I, I wish we would adopt more of a parity and schedule to the European leagues, instead of trying to compete with American football over here. Yeah. And and go with the same schedule they have, so that we could potentially compete in a, a Champions League like that i
0: i agree you know the pro- the problem is the league made its bed a little bit you know when you've got chicago you got minneapolis you got these northern domestic teams um you can't really play in chicago on january 15th you True. know with with, <laughs> with the risk of, oh, i know
2: i know i just it just i wish we had a, a different way of dealing with that
0: no i know don't well you know spend the money Dumb retractable, whatever. They can still do grass. I mean, they can do amazing things. The league just needs to generate the Agreed. money to make it work.
2: Yeah. And there are teams in Norway, right? I mean, they're, they're playing in yeah. January. Yeah. So, so yeah. they figured it out. Yeah. Denmark. Yeah. Iceland. Iceland. <laughs> Shit. Come on. Yeah. We can do this. No, we, we, we just suck at this then.
0: So what do we, what, uh, what do we got on tap the rest of the week here, Eddie? What, what do you got?
1: How many pulls you got this week? Uh, I'm going to start... <clears throat> I'm going to go lay it out tomorrow, a new job up there in a telegram. All telegraph. A telegraph. And it's going to be a big one. I think it's going to be 40 by 18 Oof. with uh, a round spot outside or touching the mm-hmm, pool. Mm-hmm. You're looking at three months tops for that one.
0: So you're saying you've got t- time and room for new ones? Oh, from, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, telling you for the, you Sacramento. We made it this uh, far.
1: The one we shoot on Wednesday is not even a month that I started that one. And look at that, it's already at 16% yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Zach there. What you got this week before we, because
0: we we are heading out to uh Palm Springs That's correct. uh the 3rd. Uh, the boys are going out there. Um, the boys are in a group. They will be playing uh LAFC. Nashville United in Dallas. No, uh, New York
2: Red Bull. New- oh, jeez. Yeah. So easy schedule.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> I I think that's why they're all laying in bed like holy oh shit. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the group. So we're heading out there next week. And for those of you listening, um, we have a number of guests lined up here coming into the end of the year. We're going to be catching up with some people out while we're in California. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, some. Some scouts, some head coaches, some ex-players, um, just tremendous stories that are going to be coming down the pipe. So please uh, give us a follow, Spotify, Apple Music, Pods, Apple Pods. Um, shoot us an email if you have any questions or suggested guests or just want to really just ream us. We're cool with that too. Uh, soccer SoccerDadPod at GaslightSTL.com. What I'm going to do now to kind of walk us out here i uh, got a very good friend of mine who, um, unbeknownst to me, was uh, scheduled to play here at Urban Chestnut this lovely Sunday. The Rick Wagner from the Screech and Halts. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little bit of his music. He's, he's a tremendous singer-songwriter, uh, even better guitar player. So I'm going to play a little bit of his tune to walk us out of here. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you. We no, are, thank you. Uh, we're going to get this thing going here. And uh, we're going to turn it off. We're going to refill our drinks, listen to a little bit of Rick and his pal. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll um, we'll catch up with you next time.
1: If you can get me there, Is this guy playing right now? It's him. Let we're me really- ride shotgun So I can keep a lookout for love that won't be found heard is running from the city, lost in the winds and settling in the Georgian pines.